Hello? This is Frank Costanza. What do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're gonna be in the pool. We're gonna be in a clubhouse. We're gonna be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out! <laughs> It is the Thread Lads Podcast. I am your host, Justin Dorsey. And with me, as always, is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing fantastic. That's fantastic to hear on my end. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and downloading the episode. We really appreciate it. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, where you get podcasts and stuff like that. Also, hit us up on the social medias at ThreadLads on Instagram, at LadsThread on Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to just suggest to us or topics or anything at all, we love hearing from you. So email us at listeners at ThreadLads.com. Kevin, month two, we've, we've officially, on this date, uh hit at least for me being two months in quarantine um i remember it was march 13th literally was the first day that i worked from home and i haven't i haven't been back since yeah uh march 13th i was in the office that day but basically just collecting things to work from home that day yeah yeah that was like a friday yeah shit and that was such then, an yeah. eerie feeling. I still remember. I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling in that day of like, uh, I don't know, for me at least, like people were just like basically running into the office to grab stuff to, to take home. Yeah. Well, that Thursday, the next, um, because, well, it was that Wednesday that basically shit really started to hit the fan because that's yeah. when, uh, well, Tom Hanks got diagnosed with covid then then rudy gobert the basketball player for the utah jazz tested positive and then all the sports shut down that was that wednesday and it was right yeah. after mid pod yeah like right mid pod and the other game got canceled that was like right after the pod that we did that night and it was really really weird feeling the next day i remember going to the office and i'm like oh shit like things are really weird and then our boss was like everybody work from home from friday to see if we can because we don't know what's going to happen and then we all worked home from friday and then have been working home ever since it's yeah. kind of crazy how long that it's been because it's it's weirdly dragged on and flown by at the same time yeah that makes any sense it's, it's may it's, yeah it's weird. It's it, it's I can't believe it's met. It's it really it's really wild. And um I was watching Groundhog Day the other day. Um it nice. that is a uniquely perfect kind of quarantine movie. Because not only is it a great movie, I always have an affinity for it in a special way because my birthday is also on Groundhog's Day. But it's also I feel like Bill Murray one of Bill Classic. Murray's best movies. Classic Bill but Murray. It 
just waking up and living the same day over and over again. I feel like that's what most people are going through right now. Yeah. And, and there's weird hope in sight in some ways. I, I, I go through ebbs and flows of pessimism and optimism pretty sure. much, if not daily, several times throughout the day, um, up and down. I'm feeling a little bit more pessimistic currently. Just a lot of stuff. I know a lot of places are reopening up. I know Georgia stuff has started to reopen up back there. I just don't know. I mean, and we don't have to get into economic uh, <laughs> discussion. Yeah. I, I just worry about the the, the whole the whole scope of things, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but have you been out anywhere since um, since Georgia's reopened? Have you? You, clearly, you already gave yourself a haircut, so you didn't need to go out and do that. Um, no, like, yeah. So everything's just open, just like everything. Right? No, and places are putting in. No, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know what the whole the whole the, situation is. The governor extended the lockdown for like uh, restaurants and stuff, and a lot of restaurants just aren't opening because it doesn't make financial sense given the restrictions right. that they have to do. So stuff's, yeah, yeah. it's not it's definitely not fully open here. There's definitely more people out and about. I haven't I've had to we're doing an office move right now, so I've gone in a few times uh, to like pack up the office. Um, but like our building, like the the building itself, still has restrictions where you still have to have a mask on and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it's still the the building's still complete like completely empty. But I haven't been to like a restaurant or. Yeah. Anything like that. And Man. I haven't been anything besides like the grocery store. Yeah, and I I, I, I got gas. I got, I got gas, gas for the first time. I got gas on Sunday for the first time since that week that last yeah. week that I was in the office. That's Same, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird feeling. Yeah. Um but I mean I I don't I don't want to focus on covid talk too much because obviously that's what everybody's doing um and that's just what's taking up everything but what i i did mean to actually start off of the podcast with and you know people or famous people die all the time we don't necessarily recognize them on on this podcast and everything but i do have to shout out a rest in peace to jerry stiller father of ben stiller Yep. Uh, who passed away this past week and Maury Ballstein. Maury Ballstein. He's played so many good parts. He he's been around doing comedy for forever. One of the great comedy legends. And I know just for me specifically, Seinfeld is a top five TV show for 100%. me of all time. And I could watch that all the time. He was one of the funniest characters. George's dad. Yep. This stanza. King, that, of, uh, King of Queens, King of Queens, he was legendary. Yeah, he was just a great comedic actor, and he was, was around for a, a long time. So I wanted to give him a little shout out. Um, He's hilarious. He he really is hilarious. I, I I've been rewatching some old Seinfelds with him in it, and he's just perfect. He's yeah. his his tone, the way he like he's just it's impossible not to crack up um, thinking about him. So I I, I wanted. <laughs> to just shout out a rest in peace to him um i have yeah started watching seinfeld again which i haven't watched in a little while holds up 
Oh, well, Seinfeld, a hundred percent. I love Seinfeld. It's just hilarious. Seinfeld's great. Seinfeld's great. Curb's great. I don't think he ever made an appearance in Curb, but King I don't think Qu- he did. King of Queens, he, he was fantastic in. He was great in Zoolander. He's great in everything he's in. King of Queens, I feel like, even though I, it had a long run and a lot of people love that show, I feel like it it doesn't get the love that it should have. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think never, it was a better show than kind of people gave it credit for. Maybe because it was a CBS show, and people are just like CBS sitcoms, like older older people or something like that. But there are certain shows solid. that for oh, it was definitely solid. There for some reason, I there's certain shows that like that always seem like rerun shows. Like I I never I I never watched King of Queens in prime time. Like I only ever caught yeah. it via reruns. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Spin City, one of my all time favorite shows. I only ever watched that via reruns. Like, I don't even yeah. know when that was on TV. I mean, it was on TV while we were alive. But yeah, I, I remember watching Spin City too. They used to play the reruns on, I don't even know what channel, like all the fucking time. Yeah, and, I feel like WGN and all those channels that used to like only play reruns of shows. Yeah, like, I'm surprised shows. that that show's not on any of the streaming platforms. I don't think it is. No, I actually just recently looked because I really wanted to watch Spin City. No, uh, no. It's Michael J. Fox. I mean, that's not Michael J. Fox. <laughs> say, say, say no more. It's, it's Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox. And, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, I, you know, I think he took over. At one uh, point yeah, he then. took over after Michael J. Fox left. Yeah. Um, the classic show. Which I don't know if it was as funny, because I don't really know if I watched as many of the Charlie Sheen's episodes. I don't think I did either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going um, it. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you, like, so is it any more dangerous out driving around uh, Georgia? Because I heard that a ton of teens were able to get their license in Georgia without having to take uh, a driver's test. So, So I've only been in Georgia for like for three months now. Georgia has some of the worst driving driver and drivers that I've ever experience in my day. like i thought maryland drivers were bad or like dc maryland like the dmv area right georgia is terrible everyone in georgia is drive it like you stole it like everybody's just whipping like cutting through lanes cutting through and the roads are a lot different here because it, it goes from like main road to overpass like just yeah. main road to like highway instantly i, you I know, mean you get past oh. yeah i feel like the, the, this is like a, just a different theory that i have but it goes with this i think that everybody always thinks that everybody has the worst drivers ever uh, uh being in baltimore and growing up and drive and learning to drive here everybody's oh baltimore's drivers suck and i move up to philly and everybody's oh philadelphia drivers suck then you're you move down to georgia yeah, but oh, first Georgia's of all terrible suck. every oh, philadelphia just a, driver a dude, philadelphia drivers. drivers do suck dude <laughs> compare how how do they compare to Georgia drivers? Like, what do you what do you mean Philadelphia Georgia, drivers right. suck? In okay. what way? I'll clarify. What way do they suck differently? And I and like, why do Philadelphia? We were up suck? in when we went up to Philadelphia, and the, everyone parking in the medians, which makes zero sense, by the way. Oh, and that's then, the only place that that happens, and I don't know why. Oh my that's God. just the thing that's there. I, I've been you a couple do that and here. here here in Georgia, it's just everyone whips. Like, you, you're driving, you're going, like, I'll go, like, 60, 70, because oh. I don't know the roads well enough yet to speed that much, you know? Yeah. But pe- you people don't just speed. 
Yeah, people don't speed past you. They like whip, like four lanes across whip. It reminds me, the only other place that had this bad of drivers was Puerto Rico, which was like scary bad drivers because half the drivers on the road go way under the speed limit and the other half are going like 100 miles over the speed limit. So you constantly feel like you're going to die. Uh, <laughs> here it's just like you got to keep up because everyone is seriously like just whipping. Oh my um, God. But, but wait, uh, what? So what? What makes that different? Why are Philadelphia drivers bad as well? Oh yeah, you don't it's even the same know. thing. I just remember. I just remember. It was terrible. I know. Everyone. This happens all across the country. It happens yeah, in every sure, state for, sure. for the most part, except for like some. I bet you doesn't have like the Dakotas. No, because there's like one car per. Yeah. 50 square miles out there yeah. so in the let's hear from the listeners any, any place where there's dense population i feel like there's just going to be a shit ton of drivers doing shit terribly because i i i don't think that we our driving test is as uh kind of it doesn't prepare you for real yeah no it doesn't it's just this kind of like little thing and you go through the little obstacles and you parallel park and you turn around and you back up and like uh, uh, that's just not what driving out in the real world is like at all i think um, part of it is too yeah i don't know i don't know what it is I, you got to come down when you come down here i'll take you around it's worse it's worse, definitely worse <laughs> than baltimore i know the traffic is worse yeah, the traffic's oh. definitely worse, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's just different. I guess there's not as much space in Baltimore to pick up that kind of speed either. Right. There's a, there's a pretty big-ass highway down there, and maybe a little bit more space if people are just taking advantage of it. My, my point is just there's terrible drivers everywhere. That's true. I want to hear from the listeners, though. Where's your worst places you've, you've driven? Or yeah, where are the worst places drivers? you guys have driven? Let us know. Listeners at threatlabs.com. back and it's time for us to just run down the news we know that you are being inundated with COVID-19 news so we figured we'd grab some of the headlines that interested us that didn't have anything to do with that because I think we've all we all are reading the same things we all know the same things that are going on and it doesn't doesn't really matter so Kevin first news story that I have is a highly rated restaurant in Boston. I'm not sure what the restaurant's name is, but said that when customers are allowed to return, they're going to still follow social distancing rules. I guess this is a little COVID-19 related, but to keep things less awkward, they're going to have mannequins at like several of the tables and seats and everything. Um, and what I would consider the scariest thing that a, a restaurant could do other like the only thing scarier than having a ton of people back in a restaurant right now is doing it normally with social distancing, but having mannequins in there. Like I, that's the last thing I would ever want to eat at a restaurant that has mannequins sitting at some of the tables. 
it seems super dystopian like you you know you like walk into like a yeah. wasted city and see just like a bunch of mannequins sitting in chairs right apparently the mannequins will be decked out in vintage 1940s style outfits i don't this sounds terrible uh, what yeah I, I i don't get it at all and i can't think of anything that's more unsettling and i'm not i would never go to that restaurant it just proves to me why boston sucks um <laughs> sorry terrible drivers all terrible drivers in boston <laughs> that's why i'll never go back there uh ever um that's just one news story another news story that i had uh an iowa man receives a postcard that was mailed to him from 1987 um apparently a mini post office are just doing deep cleanings because of the pandemic and they don't i guess have as much to do or something like that and somebody just found that postcard that he was supposed to receive in 1987 and mailed it to him. And he just got it today. And which is troubling to think about, like how many fucking things are, are the, oh, it's a lot. the postal service just losing? Like, what the fuck? Have you ever had something lost in the mail? No, I don't think I've ever had anything. I mean, it's not like I've sent a ton of shit. It's not like I've sent a ton of letters or postcards or anything anyway, but I don't think I've ever my had grandpa- anything lost in the mail before. My grandparents have had two experiences now where one time they sent someone, I forget if it was to one of my cousins or to my aunt, but they sent out a package. I think it was like two years later it showed up with the item missing from it. And then another time uh, they like sent a, a card with a check in it and the envelope was open with no check. Oh shit. That's definitely the, been one of the, the two year one was kind of crazy. The what? The, the, like the one that just disappeared for several years and then came back is weird to me. Yeah. Like how, uh, where was like, it? Like, where was this postcard right. sitting in your post office that it was still there literally 33 years later, <laughs> which means yeah, that they, at that point, like it's either a dirty as fuck mail, like nobody oh. cleaned out anything. Like, how has this place gone so unchanged in thirty three years that you're able to find a postcard and mail it? Maybe it had like slipped down between like sorting, slipped down like, machines where? or something. So, like between machines. Do they have machines? I don't know. <laughs> do, I mean, they do, must. Do post so. office. Why do post offices have to have machines? For what? I don't know. I feel like there's too much stuff to like sort through like i guess it would be like, they don't have something but they like don't have if people i hand to, like, write a letter like and hand write the thing it's like is a sorting machine gonna be able to know what the fuck that is i don't i would think so i mean they can't just have someone manually like sorting shit why like not that, can they that seems like it would take forever i'm, I, I'm gonna I, google how I mail really is know. sorted i know that for mailmen like before all their shifts or whatever, they have to, because they're hitting the same houses every day, they have to go kind of, like but there's already mail that's kind of sorted out for their specific route, and then they have to organize it per person or per address and everything. And that's like the first half of their day, then the second half of their day is like out actually delivering the mail or something. All right, like this, is, this is how it gets done. Here it is. A postal carrier collects your letter from the box along with the rest of the mail and takes it to the post office. There, all of the mail is placed on a truck and taken to a mail processing plant. At the mail processing plant, machines separate mail by shape and size. 
They also orient the package so their addresses are right side up and facing the same direction. Your letter gets its postmark and machines print cancellation lines across postage stamps to prevent them from being reused. A unique fluorescent barcode is imprinted on the back of each piece of mail. An optical scanner scans the address and then a barcode representing the specific address is sprayed on the front of the envelope. If the scanner can't read the address, the letter is manually sorted. Other processing machines read the... So it looks like... Oh, wait, no. And then at the final processing plant, sorting machines read the barcodes and sort the letter by carrier and enter delivery order for that carrier. The letters are taken to the individual post offices and the carriers load the trays into the individual vehicles for final delivery. That's super complicated. I did not oh know all of that when it to Yeah, me either. And I mean, I guess I get it. But just thinking of most mail now, so most of all that shit that's being sorted, it's just like trash. It's so much trash. All, all like so much. It's trash. mostly trash. So much mail is trash now. Like, especially during these times that we have, we're having. I guess it's an election year, so oh, I yeah. can't tell you how much shit from political candidates we've gotten in the mail. And since uh, we're in, I'm kind of, I'm in a townhouse that has three stories. But it's kind of sectioned out into three apartments because that's how most of the the mm-hmm. houses are around here. And it kind of could technically be if we wanted it to be that way. But so for every candidate running, we get three pieces of the same fucking thing. Oh, every God. candidate. And it's just such a waste of such a waste of paper and printing and time and resources. Because it, it, let alone we're not going to vote for any of these people anyway. Um and then we're just getting doubled on. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about mail with before we move on to our next news story? I'm pretty impressed with how mail is sorted. I, I didn't know it was so intricate. I didn't know it was that intricate either. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't know what I thought that it was. I guess I just didn't know that there was some old ladies back there. <laughs> I just didn't know if you could like. Re- I mean, I get the size thing. Like a thing is able to sort by size, but I don't know how it knows what the front of the letter is. Well, it sprays that invisible barcode or whatever. Right, so right. But it said it flips it to, to make sure they're all right side up. But how does it know every single letter which side it is? That's 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 from technology. Um, we need to visit a mail processing plant. Yeah, I can't can't wait. Let's set up a uh, let's set up a field. Somebody trip. to hook us up. Let's, yeah, if anybody knows anybody that works at a mail po- processing plant, please email us listeners at threatless.com. Um, Would you want to be a mail person? I applied no, one time. Not really. I, I've thought about this. I and it, you do get you know the the nice government hookup, the pension, all that shit. But I I, I have no interest in. Just walking around every day. I don't know. It just... I think see that, that that's the part that appeals to me, like walking around. No, like, like you just pop in some headphones and you just like put yeah. letters into a. But then box. you're like always dealing. Well, like it, it it's such a draw, like a luck of the draw, where your mail route's going to be. Like you can get those great neighborhoods where people like actually care about the mailman, bake them like cookies at Christmas time and shit like that. Or then you can. I just feel like no like, one does that anymore. People definitely do that shit. People do that shit. I don't. All, yeah, like, maybe. Out in like, Where do you put them in the in the mailbox? I'm not eating cookies that someone left me in a mailbox. If I'm the mail person, I don't know. But like, it's not even just cookies. It's like all sorts of gifts. People give gift their mailmen you, stuff around Christmas time all this all the time. I'm gonna gift my mail person this year. I'm not. 
but yeah, my male person at, at my parents' house sucks. I don't get any mail. Oh yeah, I guess <laughs> so I don't really like, what am I giving this present for? I don't even get anything. All the shit I get is trash anyway. Um, we used to gift the FedEx guys and UPS people at my old job because they did a lot. At my old old oh, job. Yeah. Um, if I had a specific Amazon driver, I'd probably tip them because that's where I get most of anything that's delivered to me is from Amazon. Me too. But yeah. it's always different, and uh, there's no way of tracking that information, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Moving on to our next news story. Uh, Hanik Kamba. He was a football or soccer player in Germany for FC Schalke, one of the a very popular team in Germany. But in 2016, he was in a car crash and was reported dead. Um, four years later... He has been found alive. He's been working at, in a German energy company and has been trying to get recognized as being who he says he is. What? So he he like clarified what happened, telling a German prosecutor he was abandoned by his friends who took his documentation, cell phone, and money when he was in uh, in the Congo and just basically left there. Why was it? Well, and I Why guess he was the visiting Congo? there. He might. He might uh, be from there, too. I'm not sure what his what what his name background is, but it's not a German name. So okay. yeah. Um, so he, in 2018, he pro- he came back and like eventually, like two years later, got back to Germany somehow and was trying to get the Germany embassy to to say that but no one him, recognized but he, him. But he didn't. He lost all of his identification. He hadn't been seen for two years. I guess Someone he from the looked, team gonna? He looked two years older than what he was, and yeah, but come on, two years is you're not gonna change that much. I don't know, but maybe like, I but guess like maybe he not. was presumed dead. His ex-wife uh, said that like he was dead, and like and death certificates have been written, like all this shit. All this shit was processed. Think about the, the like hassle. Dead. Think about the paperwork that would ruin your whole day if you have to like reverse a death for some I think of the payments oh, yeah. that would have to be like just like all, insurance just a million different things taxes like oh everything that gosh. would have to go into reversing somebody uh, and then like reinstate you'd probably be like no no he's dead dude yeah 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 <laughs> you just any proof but the, yeah that's know. why it's probably so super hard for um to get them to recognize because they're like we don't want to deal with this but apparently his wife or ex-wife is being investigated for insurance fraud because after his death she collected about six-figure insurance policy um it's just all very suspicious and i i I wouldn't uh, it doesn't be crazy um that sounds super suspicious but um i don't know that's a what what does happen i mean if you get an insurance payout because you're presumed dead or you know someone your family member does yeah and then you're not dead do you have to pay that money back i guess you would uh, I I would assume so. I don't really know. I've never heard of a. I don't know if there's so so many cases of people you know dying then coming back four years later. I, don't I feel know like you shouldn't a have to pay large precedent. Precedent. He shouldn't have to pay shit. Fuck no. No. He, yeah. he had to like travel travel his way back from the Congo <laughs> to, to Germany with with no passport, no identification, no money. Like I don't even know. But it does seem yeah, that- like. I did think it would be harder for you to be completely wiped off of the map, kind of. 
than that. I would just assume that's like, what I mean. Like, alive, no one, like people you couldn't call somebody. I don't know. Although you, I couldn't call anybody you, if I lost my phone. If you lost your cell phone in the Congo and you didn't have a passport and you didn't have any yeah. money, I don't know. Um, I don't yeah, know S-O-L. what you would really, what you would really do. That'd be a crazy story. Maybe he played soccer. Maybe he, like, soccered his way back to Germany. That'd be a great movie. I don't know. I have to read the the longer article, but I doubt that's that's what happened. (laughs) Um... to our next news story uh brian may the guitarist of queen uh, uh, also photography enthusiast has been hospitalized with what is being called a torn buttock he tore it tore, tore his ass yeah he tore his ass basically gardening is what the story says he managed to rip his glutus Glutamus Maximus to to shreds in a moment of over enthusiastic gardening is what the what article does. That mean? Says. I I don't know, but apparently it's going to he's like it's going to be months before he can walk normally. He says he needs to be assisted, uh, uh standing and sleeping. Like you know how t- awful I that would be. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Like, how do you but assist it, sleep? Says, what does that mean? I don't. You probably have to like. You have, probably have to have something that keeps you um, still, so you don't roll on your ass that night. Yeah. So you think about it, you roll around oh, that right, night, right? So like, he might. He have says, to, he, "Like, would you have to sleep on your stomach too?" Like, I bet you would, because you probably can't sleep on your ass if you tore no it. Would yeah. be fucking super painful. <laughs> He said he's in uh, like constant excruciating pain. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you tore your ass, yeah. Like if you literally that is tore your ass, it would be miserable. Like think how many t- like just sitting, just like the most relaxing yeah, thing you can do is just like just sit, and you can't do that. <laughs> you can only like belly flop on something. Yeah, and that's not even that comfortable for like no, a couple minutes. No, and it's going to be like that for months. Apparently, that's like oh super miserable. And I, I, I fancy myself to be a bit of a green thumb. Um, I like to garden. I was hooking up the outdoor garden on the back patio this past weekend since it was a nice weekend and everything. I, don't, I but I don't know what I would do to be able to strain my ass like garden. Like I just don't even know. What kind of it's like work? slip on a rake? Like, but that's not. I don't know. That's puncture. Yeah, yeah, that's, like that's, puncture. that's like a puncture, uh, something like that. I don't. I don't know if that would be. Maybe he slipped straight, like and, a torn buttock. Yeah, maybe he slipped and did like a split or something. Or I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea what could happen with that's that. That's why we all got to be stretching. You know, we, we need to be yeah. doing more yoga. I mean, yeah, you were you were telling me about some back issues that you've been have, having and. You just had to go into work to help move some stuff and you might have re-injured it or or made it or progressed the injury. Yeah, I'm just I'm definitely not helping it, I guess, is the thing. But it's <laughs> it's been okay. I've been on uh I've just been taking the good thing about never taking 
like ibuprofen and stuff is that when i'm taking it now it it's really like, works you really feel it's it very works. effective that's how i am yeah. too i like never take any pain relievers at all mostly because the you know yeah. the, the biggest reason why i don't take any like ibuprofen or advil or anything is because it it's like combining that with drinking is terrible for your liver and kidneys and, and kidneys and like all that shit or like whatever so i just it's i just rather drink than to yeah to, than to match drinking is probably not like well, I, I, I see. I think ibuprofen though actually does help because it reduces inflammation. Whereas like oxycontins and stuff that well, just masks. No, it. I'm not. I'm not even talking about any like opioids. <laughs> I wasn't even getting on the opioid level. No, I know. I, I'm just. No, but I think I that's I don't part think of the problem ibuprofen, is that I don't think you're supposed to take that like around like at all with liquor. That's supposed to be pretty bad. For oh yeah, that, or on an empty stomach. Yeah. I've I've done that before, and it makes you feel like shit. Yeah, while. I think it can cause stomach bleeding. That would not be surprising. Maybe that's why I felt like shit because my stomach was bleeding. Well, I don't think it was. I think you'd know if it was bleeding, but <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, either way, now yeah, it's been fine. I've been doing stretching. I've been doing some back yoga with Adrienne, some back stuff. It's been. Who's I also got a. I got a uh, some check on uh, YouTube. I also got a a belt thing that can be heated or iced. Nice. So you can like. Wow. Yeah. So that's been good. You're just becoming older and older as the days go by. Um, moving on to our next story, we've only got two left. Um, a a Japanese couple has begun creating cats or creating caps. Excuse me. From cat fur, shedded cat fur. You're the one that told me about this story. Um, and I guess they're also quarantined during this time. So they're just taking Like some of these hats look actually good. I'm surprised at how good they look. I'm very um, surprised. But I, I don't want any just cat hair, anything. Oh, that's like super Just gross. thinking about it makes my like eyes itch. It, it makes me want to, it makes me feel like I have hair on my tongue. For some reason, yeah. Like I'm looking at these hats, and it's a the lot, hats it's, make it's me impressive. uncomfortable. Like it's impressive talent. Like I don't know how they're doing that. It's creative, the but I don't want hair. any shit. I don't want any of that shit near me. I'd rather have a mannequin sitting next to me at a restaurant than I want anything to do with a cat hair hat. Say that three times yeah. fast. I um, so because I've I. Jasper, my dog Jasper is a Sheltie for those who don't know. So he's got that double coat. So when I brush him, a lot of fur comes out and I've, and like just giant, like it'll have a giant pile of fur. Yeah. And I've often thought about what it would be to like weave a sweater out of his hair. And it, the thought alone is just terrible. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. It, it's horrifying. Don't, don't, nobody wants to fuck around with any of that hair. Um, what were you about yeah. to say? Well, I know because we use other animal fur to like create clothing. Yeah, but that's very frowned upon, Kevin. Frowned upon. Who? Well, like fur coat. Like no, what are you not fur. About? It's not. It's not. No, but that it's frowned upon to like use skin. I think, isn't it? Oh no, I guess Wait, yeah, fur is bad. No, no, like well, like what? Are, oh no, cotton. That's a no wool. What, wool. But wool is fine. Yeah. Well, you don't have to like wool is not hair. 
first of all. Let's just, it's a completely different yeah, thing. That's true. You just that's shave true. it off. It's a totally different texture. It's a totally well, we could just different. be brushing animals and making hair of Jack. It'd be so thin. It I would guess. be, yeah. It would, like, <laughs> how much hair? It would take so much hair. For, how do you even weave something like that? I don't, I don't, understand. I don't understand weaving to begin Too with. Too much time. You don't understand There's weaving? Spoiling. Weaving is a very easy just concept. Like to weave Do you not wool? understand the concept of weaving? Like spooling it? Or like, how do they do wool to make... I don't, like once you, like you, you shave off the wool and then like there's several processes to like refine it and to get all the stuff out of it and to like pull it out. I, I don't know the process. The, what's the spinning thing that like um, Rubble Stillskin would do? Oh, with that big wheel. Um, with the big wheel, God, uh, this yeah. is killing me. Isn't I that know. weaving? No, uh, maybe it's weaving. I don't know what it is. Like, um, uh, shit. It's a like a no. I keep Rumpelstiltskin was like the worst story. That that story used to freak me out as a kid. Like, what a terrible fairy tale that was. I and I think that was like the little kid version. Of it. I honestly don't remember what that story was the story was that you're supposed to be afraid of ugly people is basically what it is <laughs> like I, I just remember he yeah he was creating some stuff on the the spinning wheel thing and he looked terrible but was there something with like a gold thread like i don't remember it doesn't matter no he he like he he i don't remember either it's just like a woman with a hair that came out of the tower and he climbed up it or something yeah i don't know um, every picture that I'm looking at, Rumpelstiltskin is freaking me out. So I'm just going to exit out of the page. Um, moving on to our last news story. And the, one of the more Florida headlines I've seen in a long time. A Florida teenager is lying in critical, condi- critical condition after he was stung more than 600 times by bees. 600 Ooh. times by bees. But wait till you hear how... This all happened. So he's a 14-year-old, 14-year-old kid, um, and he's in the Naples community and went to this beehive that was located under his family's house balcony and apparently tried to insert his penis into the beehive. Oh, my God. This is why why I said this is the most Florida story I've heard in a long time. like a gynecologist says, you know, sexual experimentation at that age is fairly common and healthy for young teenage boys. But I, I feel like it's not healthy, you know, when you're sticking your penis into a beehive in any respect, let alone <laughs> if you're allergic to bees. So uh, obviously the bees saw this as an intruder who's attacking their beehive and <laughs> attack and 600 stings, 600 bee stings to him. He's incredible. Just on his dick? No, in his whole body. Oh, like, no! I don't think they. I don't think they zoned in on the dick. I think once the dick inserted, they just attacked the entire person. Dude, that is so not. He's in critical condition still. Yeah, apparently. I got stung once in the neck, and it was horrible. I couldn't imagine getting stung six hundred times. I couldn't imagine sticking my penis in a beehive. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with your head. Like what mac mac. Masochist, or what? What's the term? Masochist. Yeah, I think that's right. Whatever. Masochist. Shit. All is I, going on that person's head. mind is not right because not once did I ever think about sticking my dick in a beehive or think that was a good idea. But like wow. living on the edge, I guess. 
Yeah. I don't know the, what the, this gynecologist. She says once I had a young beehives are weird old, too. What are beehives are weird? Like I don't even want to touch a beehive. No, it's very uh, yeah. Like I, with I, my I, hand. I, it's been discussed on this show how much I have a weird relationship with bees anyway. Yeah. How they just make me uneasy. I, I I couldn't imagine getting anywhere near a hive, let alone going all the way with it. Um, but this gynecologist says, like, I once had a young eleven-year-old patient with a large leg, large eggplant stuck inside her vagina, um, and had to reassure that her behavior was perfectly normal because you know that's what you, adolescents do. They're sexually experimental with all sorts of things. Right. But I feel like right. I feel How old like is this kid th- again I'm fourteen. I feel like. You should know better. That is a wildly different. That's just like a different level. Like, what, that's a different what do you level. think's going to happen around It's not like American pie, you know, with the warm apple pie and yeah. all that stuff. You know like what I mean? This you, is different. If I like when I was really young, I remember like shooting a beehive with a with a water gun from like super far away. And I that's had to run. Too. I was super scared. Like I couldn't yeah. even get that close to a beehive, let alone try to fuck it. Um, last year, apparently, a similar incident occurred after a man who openly described himself as an insect fetishist attempted okay. to sexually assault a bee queen and was subsequently hospitalized for 12 days because of all the bee stings that he got. Damn, 12 days? Yeah. To see, I've, I thought, because I think it happened to my cousin, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, he tried to mowing stick his the lawn. in a beehive? Yes. No, like, when you... Uh, when he was mowing the lawn and he ran over uh, a nest because like some bees, I think store underground. I've heard stories like that and people have to like run for their lives because they'll get like a billion stings. Yeah. But if it's just going around sticking a dick and stuff, like you're that, asking yeah. for it. You're asking, right. especially he's a fucking allergic. That's embarrassing. He's allergic. Oh, and he was allergic. He's allergic. Well, he probably never, I wonder if he, he never got stung have, before. He might not have known it, but still. Because 600, I'm surprised he's alive at all because 600 stings and you're allergic yeah that's not good they're lucky they got him to the hospital yeah i'm surprised he's not dead to be honest with you but this does remind me that it's been a little too long since we played germany florida or others so maybe we can do that next okay yeah Coming to a close for the Thread Last podcast this week, but before we go, well, I had a, and before we give our recommendation, you know, a little something where me and Kevin just recommend something to y'all that we're enjoying, um, which could be anything, movies, TV, books, music, anything like that. But I did have a slight grind my gears. And I know we haven't been doing Grind My Gears in a while because we're trying to keep things a little bit more positive and don't need to linger that stuff. But I, it's just something that kind of upset me this week. So I, have you have you ever gotten like um, the all-natural milk from the store? Or, oh, yeah. And it's like... It's way better. The, the, the expiration date is way longer. Yeah, too, it's way right? longer. Yeah. So I had this milk and it's like the expiration date wasn't until the first week of June. And I go to pour this milk within this past week and it's all chunky and it's gone bad. Ooh. And this is like a month before it said that it would go bad. A month. 
Yeah, literally like a fucking month. Maybe your refrigerator is going bad, dude. No, the refrigerator is fine. The refrigerator Maybe it's is cold. going. All the other you, food is fine. You gotta I do put it in the back area where it's extra cold. Too. You gotta do the um the test. What there's test? like a test where you oh that's for the freezer. There's some <laughs> test where you can Sweet. see. Maybe it's losing temperature at times. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe at all. Just got everything bad... else in there is fine. I've had like everything else is fine. This uh, milk just went bad really fast, and I don't bueno. know what the fuck. Like because like the milk wouldn't have stayed good for like I had it for a month. Like oh, okay, it did a okay. long time. Like it wasn't like it was just like a week and then it was bad. Like it I was gotcha. fine for like a month, but it went bad a whole month before it said it was going to go bad. So I don't know if these dates that they put on and they, they just put it so far in the distance that they're like, well, this person will be done with the milk oh, by yeah. this time. It's anyway. arbitrary. They're like, whatever. They, they're just putting it on there to seem like they're a better quality or something. But I, I, I think it's bullshit and I, I kind of want a refund. Um, you should you should tweet them. Dude, That I don't really drink milk, but that all-natural milk, the chocolate version is the best milk in the whole world. Really? I see... I haven't. I just haven't drank chocolate milk. I like don't drink milk. At Me all. either. I don't either. The last time I had chocolate milk was probably like fifteen years ago. But I do know that <laughs> that kind was the best. Right. I remember there was a specific type of chocolate milk that it I was loved that kind, dude. Kid, but it was always. I don't know if it was that kind because I don't no. know if all this all natural stuff was around when we were. Kids. I don't think so. Actually, now that I think about it, the best chocolate milk ever was the kind in the cardboard boxes. Anyway. See, I didn't like that oh, chocolate to, milk either. I needed the chocolate like milk that was like kind of in like the quart, like where regular quarts of milk come in, and the, but it's like chocolate milk, and it was a specific oh, brand. That's my the com- my cousin. Know. It's what? like True Milk or something, or Moo Milk. I don't remember. My but cousin it was buys so it good when I was a kid, and I don't think I've had it in so long. But what were you about to say? I think it's this guy. My cousin buys chocolate milk because he says it's good. Uh, it's good. It's like the best post-workout drink or something and he gets like it's supposed to be good post-workout it comes in like a um it comes in like a regular half gallon thing it's called like it's like uh, there's none anymore but it's like called moo milk or true milk or something interesting it's like chocolate i'd have to do some research i could go for it if someone handed me a chocolate milk right now i'd drink it if somebody handed me a glass of chocolate milk yeah i would drink it but i if i bought a big thing of chocolate milk i wouldn't drink all of it i just wouldn't i've been like I, my my uncle brought over flowers for my grandmother for Mother's Day the other day, uh-huh. and brought these like uh, fried pies, and fried they, pies. Yeah, what's that? It's like a um, it's like a little like half pie, like a, and they're like deep fried, and there's like pie filling in the center. Oh, it's like a okay. they, it's, it's like, like a McDonald's the, pie or like one of those like no, tasty cake pies that you can get. It's a little bit like the tasty cake ones, but like fresh because they're like made from like dough right. and then like. Well, yeah. And I, be fresher. I ate half of it and it was delicious, but dude, it destroyed me. And then I looked up the place on Google Maps and it looks like the like most rundown place ever. <laughs> like those people, it's not sanitary, and no I one's washing know, their man. hands. A up, lot but. of times, that's where you're, you're gonna get some of the the, the best kind of food, though. Yeah, like, but then you risk those, like, like whole wall joints, especially. Salmonella. I feel like that's a big thing in the South too. Like, oh yeah, it's just like some like shack or like whatever, but they make the it's best fried chicken or some shit like that. It wrecked me. Like, 
My maybe gosh. that's just your body not used to eating all that sugar or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Or it just could be that place was unsanitary. I don't know. I can't speak. I don't think, it. yeah. Um, they're not washing their hands there. I'm, I, over the past week, I haven't had the most favorable <laughs> opinion on Georgia. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this is North go, Georgia, too, I think, where we're going to buy land. Uh, so yeah, we could get land and fried pies. Land. I'm not moving anywhere close. The compound's going to be there. Area. Um, I will visit, but I will not. I will not. Uh, I will not go into that loan with you. But before we go, we got to give our recommendations. Kevin, what is your recommendation this week? My recommendation is uh, partially. Or, so a couple weeks ago, I bought a shaker and uh, I called up Justin for some. Uh, oh, no. no I, I looked up online some margarita ingredients and then i called justin to see what a good mix of said ingredients would be and i shook up some really great margaritas for me and my grandma and actually i don't think but anyway the recommendation is buy some tequila some contrao and some lime fresh lime and just shake it up you know this is literally what i did on the podcast like a week or two ago for Cinco de Mayo when I was telling everybody. Did you suggest? Somewhere. Yeah. I oh, well, I'm, I'm re-suggesting have, it. Because somebody was like, it's because somebody oh, mentioned the salt. this. That, what um, else was on there? That I was talking to. It's it, You only need five ingredients for a margarita. You need tequila, contral, lime, salt, ice. That's it. Oh, I was it. drinking so many margaritas. <laughs> yeah, was, you were on a big margarita kick this week. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you were able to make it through, but I was seeing a lot of uh, you, your pictures progressively they were like bigger margaritas too. Like you just <laughs> had like a short normal glass and then the next one was like a tall glass. Like a full glass. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, Kevin's, just... Kevin's getting to the sauce. They go down so smoothly, you know? Yeah. You get some they, ice they in really there. Do. So I, I put ice in my I put some ice and salt. Tequila is uh... my favorite liquor and mar- uh, true margaritas is my favorite. Cocktail. Oh, it it's was just, good. That's what it is. The only thing I messed up was that I couldn't get my hands on some limes. I had lime juice. Yeah. So I once got, I, why, why couldn't you get limes? Because I didn't go to the grocery store. Oh, so you could have gotten your hands on some limes. I mean, I could have. Just but didn't. They had lime juice at the alcohol <laughs> store. But that it step it will step up your taste even a little bit more. Yeah. With that fresh lime juice, fresh squeeze. I, the, I promise you. Shakers are just fun too. I was making my grandma some pomegranate martinis too because she had all the ingredients for that. So we're nice. shaking those up. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it sounds like you and grandma are getting lit over there. Yeah. Margaritas and fucking martinis getting hammered. <laughs> nothing but like straight alcoholic drinks. It's quarantine. <laughs> it's quarantine. It's the South too. You got to drink in the South, you know? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that's a part of. The, <laughs> I don't of the, know. Uh, Do you have to drink in the south? Because I feel like a lot of people it's drink. It's part of the here culture. Too. I feel like a lot of people drink in the northeast in the mid Atlantic as well. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think day drinking is a big southern thing for some reason. Right. Or just drinking steadily throughout the entire day. It's very. I feel southern. like that's a, a more of a quarantine thing. You've only been down in the south since. <laughs> For quarantine. So I don't even know how you're accurately but, <laughs> depicting the South when you haven't been outside your home for two months. When I watch, <laughs> when I watch Southern Charm, they're always just drinking all, all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, th- that's every Bravo TV show. That's true. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the fuck they are. That is true. 
Um, yeah, margaritas are my recommendation. That's a good recommendation. Um, my recommendation might not be for everybody, mostly because not not everybody has Netflix. But it, it's the the movie Extraction. I just watched it. It's a Netflix only movie. It's an action movie, so it's not for everybody. But it stars Chris Hemsworth, who also plays Thor and everything. And this movie has some of the best action fight scenes in a movie that I've seen in a long time. And this is as somebody who just watched Hobbs and Shaw a couple weeks ago and was thrilled. This knocks it out of the park. Wow. Some of the some of the shots that they're doing, like in and out of cars, like the one car chase, I had never seen a car chase shot like this before, where it's all kind of continuous, and they're going like in and out of the car with the the camera. And if you just want to like turn off your brain and watch Chris Hemsworth kill a bunch of people, this movie is a hundred percent for you. I was all in after the first minute. He's got one of the best um the best action hero names in a while that i've heard tyler rake it's a great <laughs> is, name. is his name i'm like oh this, this is a great action name i'm all in and it, it was just fun i turned off my brain for two hours i sat back i watched i had a good time it's not going to win any oscars but it was fun it was one of the most fun movies i've seen in a, in a while so if anybody's into that type of stuff, give it a try. You won't, you won't regret it. It, it, was, it was a good time. But I think that will do it for us this week on the Thread Last Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. And if you like this, please recommend this to any of your family, friends, loved ones, or anyone that you would think would be into a podcast like ours. We really appreciate all the support from y'all out there. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Kevin, did you have anything that you wanted to say to the people before we get out of here? I don't think so. All right. Well, that's Kevin O'Connor. I'm Justin Dorsey. And this has been the Thread Lads Podcast. Thread Lads.